great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. This week I have actor Beza Dabu on. Beza, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, what's new on your end? Um, not much. I'm, I'm, I'm here busy with something called pilot season, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know is what actors go through around this time. This is the season where all the shows that are going to be on in the uh, fall, around September, they start casting now. So all the casting offices are really busy with a bunch of actors coming in for all the new shows you're going to see pretty soon. So that's what I've been doing. I know, uh, you know, you you played in a few shows and you've done a couple other projects. So we will get to that. Uh, first, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about uh, where you're from. I'm from upstate New York, a place called Syracuse, which is where I grew up. Um, and I went to school, went to college in Chicago. And after I graduated from college in Chicago, I, I stayed there and made my career as a stage actor. Um, doing a lot of work there. I was there for about 12, 12 years. Um, and then I've been in Los Angeles for the past two. Yeah. Did you enjoy uh, living in Chicago? Yeah, I really loved it. I, I still consider Chicago home, and I, I, I really love living in Chicago. Yeah. I read online that you were born in Boston. I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, what made you guys uh, move from uh, Boston to New York? Actually, rather tragically, uh, the, the place we were living in in Boston burned down. Um, and... Uh, my father wasn't yet a United States citizen. He was an immigrant. And so there wasn't really a lot of access for us to get things. And so the, the first place he got a job was upstate New York. So I was two years old, and that's where we went. So I was born in Boston, but I don't really have a lot of uh, Boston childhood memories. And uh, as a side thing, did that make you uh, – did you turn into a Yankees fan for moving to New York? You know what? I'm a huge NBA fan, but I don't really follow other sports. So – no, not a Yankees fan, but I am a massive basketball fanatic. Like, and I always say, people say, who's your team? I say, well, whoever your team is, I could talk to you about them. <laughs> so who is your team anyways? <laughs> the Lakers. Lakers. I figured L.A. and everything Lakers. But uh, it's been the Lakers since 1996, man. I'm a huge Kobe Bryant guy. Yeah. What do you think of the whole uh, changeover there in L.A. right now? I'm so excited for next year. We have $90 million in cap space next year. We got a young core. We are good. We're going to be so, I mean, I know we're trash right now, but we're about to be so good next year. I'm so excited. Do you think you you guys are going to get LeBron? I do. I think we're going to get LeBron and Paul George and another free agent. Maybe a small one. You got to do something, right? To compete with the Celtics and everybody else? Yeah. Golden State? Yeah. Golden State, yeah, Houston, Oklahoma City, yeah, some good teams out there. Um, so how did you get into acting? I was an actor uh, as a kid. You know, I loved telling stories. I loved getting up and reenacting stories and mimicking scenes from my favorite movies, and I loved all that. That was always something I was really into. And so now it 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 became a combination of the passion I had for telling stories and the technique that I learned in school to combine it to create a real career for me. So that's, I got in just through kind of being a storyteller. What, um, so, you know, you've been on, you know, uh, seasons three and four of, uh, how to get with, how to get away with murder on ABC. And you've also been on the, did the show, the shy start yet on Showtime? 
Yeah, we're in uh, episode six actually airs tonight, which is a big episode for my character. Yeah, and um, you know, how is it uh, acting on those shows? It's amazing. I mean, both shows have such positive representation and show people of color and women in a positive light, and they they're entertaining, they're dramatic, and they're shows that everybody can relate to. And I, I really feel grateful to be on two good shows. A lot of people get stuck on some shows they're not fans of, but. These are both shows that I'd be watching even if I wasn't on them, and that, that's a good thing. Yeah. Tell us a little about your character, Simon Drake. Yeah. Simon Drake, a lot of people think he's a jerk, and I get that. He's kind of arrogant. What I, what I like about Simon Drake is that he sort of represents all the other students. You know, we all know about the Keating Five, and, you know, to be fair, they're murderers and liars, but we all know about the Keating Five. And I don't think we get the perspective of the other kids who are like, man, how come these five kids get all the special treatment? How come these five kids, are, you know, they get, they get all the love from Annalise Keating? How do the other kids in the class feel about that? And I think Simon Drake is able to show that perspective. Um, and now, uh, what season is that show on now? How to Get Away is on season four right now. Uh, on March 1st, we have a crossover episode with Scandal. Um, and then there'll be episode 13, 14, 15. So there's three episodes left. Do you, uh, do you see yourself going on season five? Have they announced a season five yet for the show? I have no idea. I, I'm pretty sure season five will happen. I just don't know if, uh, if Simon Drake will be on it or not. Yeah. All right. So, um, what do you think has been the biggest achievement in uh, your acting career so far? You know, the biggest achievement in my career so far, I think has been, working on new plays. I, um, I'm a person who really has a passion for developing new work with new artists. People often ask me, you know, what's your dream role? Or like something like that. And, and my response is always like, well, my dream role isn't doing a role that's already been written. My dream role is the role I'm going to play in 2024 in a new play that was written in 2023 by a young playwright. So I love championing new ideas and creating new classics and doing new plays. And so uh, I've been able to do that a few times in my career, uh, working on a new play called Samsara, uh, working on a new play called Disgraced. And Disgraced went on to win the Pulitzer Prize and nominated for a Tony. And I've been able to perform it all over the country, including here in Los Angeles and in Chicago. Um, so... I think the the biggest achievement of my career would be working on that play, Disgraced, and creating a character that has been performed thousands of times all over the world. Do you enjoy more, uh, like, doing TV shows or, like, theater? I love it all, but I got to be honest, there's nothing like performing on stage. I really enjoy performing on stage more than anything. What I've loved about these last couple of years is I've really learned a lot about how acting on camera works. I've learned so much just from watching legends like Viola and Jason Mitchell and the other actors on set. Um, and so that's been great. Um, but I do, there's nothing that can compete with performing on, on stage. Nothing. Yeah. What do you, um, how do you try to improve your acting skills every day? Oh, I'm a, I think good actors are people who are good empaths, people who are good listeners, um, people who are good observers. And I do all those things. Um, and when I'm on set, I'm watching other people. I'm learning. I'm trying to figure out every aspect of the business. What's made me a better actor is understanding producers and understanding directors and understanding editors and understanding what the camera operator is doing and um, understanding what the lighting designer needs and understanding what the set designer needs. And 
when I can understand the whole collaborative process to go in, it makes my acting better because as they're making me look good, I'm making them look good, and the whole process looks good. Yeah. Well, uh, how long have you been doing this for, you said? Um, I mean, I've been an actor since I was, uh, like, in middle school. I was playing roles in middle school, but I've been a professional actor as in only making my living from acting for about almost a decade. Yeah. Um, so, like, what kind of advice do you give to other people that want to, you know, work in the theater or become actors for, like, TV shows, movies? The first thing I would say, guys, is get training. Go get, Go take some classes. I think... For some reason, everybody knows they wouldn't try to be a lawyer or a doctor unless they went to school for it or, or got some training for it or took some classes in it. And I, I think that people forget that with the artistic endeavors, and I don't think that's cool. If you want to be a fashion designer, you should take some classes and learn from fashion designers. And if you want to be a graphic designer, the same thing. And I feel it's true for actors. Like, take some classes, understand the technique, get some training, and show some respect for the craft. And then it's a lot of rejection, so... Get some good representation and, and get some tough skin and get out there and tell your story. Do you remember the first time? I don't want to, oh, go ahead. What? I don't want to, I don't want to, um, what's it called? I don't want to deter anybody from being an actor. I want anybody who has that dream to pursue it. I just want them to pursue it with the same craft and care and dignity that others who have training in it have. Do you, uh, do, do you ever have like, you know, fellow actors that come up to you and ask you for like uh to pr uh you know practice with them and stuff like that and what you know what your thoughts are on about how they're doing their character yeah um it's sort of an unwritten rule on the stage you don't really kind of give notes to other actors but i, I do a lot of coaching where i'll help other actors get ready for auditions and those actors help me get ready for my auditions it's nice to have an outside eye when you don't have the benefit of a full team and a director. So when, Oh, I'm sorry about that. When we're, when people are getting ready for, um, auditions, I'm often, uh, helping coach or they're helping me coach. It's really great. You know, even by coaching somebody else, you become a better actor yourself because you see the things that work and don't work. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, ever, do you remember the first time you went and you auditioned? Uh, for, for, for what? For, for uh, both for TV show or a uh, theater. Yeah, I remember, I remember a lot of audition uh, processes. You know what's so interesting? We work so hard, we prep so much for auditions, and then it's over in five minutes. So I really do remember some of these experiences. I remember when I went and auditioned for Disgraced on Broadway. I remember my audition for How to Get Away with Murder. I remember my audition for The Shy. Um, so, yeah, I, I do remember these audition processes. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the first time for uh, when you went for... Um... <clears throat> for the theater show? Yeah, um, you know, for Disgrace, the first time I did it, I actually did it over Skype because I was overseas. Um, and I remember loving this character so much. And then I came back, I had done the play in Chicago, and then I was auditioning for it in New York. And I flew from Chicago to New York, and I did the audition, and I flew back to Chicago. And then like 10 minutes later, they were like, hey, can you come back on Tuesday? So I had to fly back to New York. <laughs> And then I flew back to Chicago, and then I ended up not getting that one. And that's important in the story because sometimes people see a successful actor and they're like, oh, well, you get everything. And it's like, no, I don't get lots of things. Um, and even that play, Disgrace, that I did the original production for, that I've done all over the country, I didn't get in New York. And then I got it again in Chicago, and then I got it again in San Francisco, and in Seattle, and in L.A. So 
you know, it's like sometimes we don't get stuff, and I remember those auditions just as much as the ones of when I did get it. Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdsWithWords1. This episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast is brought to you in part by iFoyer.com, homepage for the wise. iFoyer is a simple homepage to the best of the internet. Links, categories, no ads. Now more than ever, you deserve some sanity on the web. iFoyer is optimized for desktop computers, laptops, and tablets. Are you wise? This is John Poveromo, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Yeah. Do you ever, like, ever feel like, you know, like, like it wasn't meant to be or, you know, anything like that? You're like, you know what, maybe I should start pursuing something else? Um, I don't know if I believe in what's meant to be and not meant to be, but I do know this. Me not getting disgraced in New York opened up me able to do a play called Samsara in Chicago, which was very fulfilling for me. So... Maybe in a sense that is sort of like, well, one, that kind of that, that old adage of one door closes and another door opens type yeah. of thing. Um, so speaking of Chicago, you're a founding member of the Chicago Inclusion Project. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the Chicago Inclusion Project seeks to level the playing field for women, people of color, LGBTQ communities, and people with disabilities. And in the arts and media and world at large, uh, a lot of communities are just at a disadvantage. Um, and in the performing arts, that's, that's no exception. Um, and so our organization helps to help theaters find resources and access. We help publicize situations when there is a problem with representation. And we help be a resource for people who want to do better. And we, you know, we, we engage in discussion and post-show conversations and audience facilitation, and we help cast and they do a lot of great things in the Chicago area. Uh, I've been in Los Angeles the past couple of years, so I've been a part of it from afar, but I'm really, really proud of the work that the Chicago Inclusion Project does. Yeah. How did you uh, like come up with the idea for that? Uh, i got to give most of the credit, actually all of the credit, to a woman named M. Joy Gavino. Uh, she's the actual founder-founder. Um, and um, I think the idea came from so many times something happening without positive representation and us just bemoaning about it at a bar or bemoaning about it at, you know, uh, backstage being like, oh, this thing happened again. Oh, this thing happened again. And finally, Joy being like, well, let's do something about it. And she brought me on board with as long as, a, as well as another wonderful team. And they did something about it. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. What, if you weren't an actor today, what do you think you would have been? Oh wow, you know, a drummer. I think is the answer. Um, I'm a I'm a hobby I'm a hobby drummer, and I'm not nearly as good as I need to be to, to be a professional drummer. But man, I love getting behind the set. I love drums and music. I would, if I had put the thirty thousand hours I've put into acting into drumming, maybe I would be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite uh, drummers? Oh man. Carter Buford, 
the drummer for Dave Matthews Band. I know people like to joke about Dave Matthews Band, but man, that drummer is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, also, there's a there's a group called Yanni. They're an orchestral group that does sort of like new age music. Um, his drummer is one of the best drummers in the world. Incredible. Also, the shout out to old Buddy Rich from the 50s and 60s, another amazing drummer. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any uh, like um, actors that you look up to? Like that, when you were pursuing the acting career, you were like modeling after somebody. I don't know that I've modeled my career for anybody, but I do look up to some actors. I think Sean Penn is incredible. I really love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love the work of Robin Williams and Denzel Washington. Um, and right now, one of my favorite actors is Riz Ahmed. Um, I also love what Michael B. Jordan is doing. Um, so, yeah, these are some actors I really love. And, and um, on the other side, Meryl Streep and Viola Davis and... Um, uh, uh, what is... Um, um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's fantastic actors all over. I'm having a blank. That's okay. What, um, who do you think has been the favorite, uh, character that you've had performed? Oh, by the end, well, the person I just blanked on was Janelle Monet. I love Janelle Monet. Okay. Um, um, uh, what was the question you just asked? Oh, uh, what do you think? What is the favorite character that you performed? Oh, uh, man, I really, I really love, oh, I've played so many great roles on stage. You know, in this play, Samsara, it's about a woman who's pregnant and has a, a, a baby inside of her that isn't hers DNA. It's in vitro. Okay. So it's about the, it's about the relationship between a, a woman and the child she's carrying, even if the child she's carrying isn't her DNA. Yeah. And it's a really interesting concept. And so on a play, you can do sort of magic. And I played that act, that child, that fetus, sort of that representation of that fetus, this walking, talking, genius, sort of adult man who represents the fetus. So I got to play something where you don't know what a fetus is like. I don't know what a fetus is like. Nobody in the audience knows what a representation of a walking and talking grown man playing a fetus is like. So the whole... Spectrum of anything is open to me. I can literally do anything I want, and that freedom is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really, really fun role. Um, um, also, I, I I really enjoy um, playing Simon Drake. Yeah. He's really fun because he's a jerk and he's arrogant, and I know that the audience hates him. But at the same time, I think he has. I think he's sort of righteous. He, he sort of, he hasn't killed anybody like the rest of the people have so far, you know? So I, I, I like playing Simon Drake. He's complicated. Do you ever like, I walk, like playing complicated characters. Do you ever like walk down the street and people yell at you because you're Simon Drake? Every day. Yeah. You know, just yesterday I went to go see Black Panther, which is amazing. And, um... I went to go see Black Panther, and somebody was like, you know, Connor and Oliver have been through a lot. And I was like, yeah, well, they're fake. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's funny, like, you know, because I always ask that question to, you know, certain actors that come on about their character and everything, and it's like the same thing. It's like they always get, like, these fans that, they, you know, they have to explain to them, you know, it's fake. It's fake. Yeah, people get really invested. <laughs> What are, what are some of your favorite uh, movies and TV shows that you, that you watch? 
oh man, I'm such a, uh, I take so much pop culture and I watch so many movies and TV shows. This year I loved Black Panther, I loved Mudbound, I loved Lady Bird, um, I, I, I loved The Big Sick um, on TV. I'm loving, I'm really loving The Shy, and I'm not saying that because I'm in it. I'm really loving The Shy. I love This Is Us. Um, I really like the show Ozark, and, um, oh, I really like that show American Vandal. That was really great on Netflix. Um, yeah, there's lots of great shows on TV right now. Would you, uh, would you love to get a show uh, that just uh, gets, like, streamed on Netflix? That would be amazing. I know how to get away streaming on Netflix right now. I also did an episode of The Good Place, which streams on Netflix. The Good Place is also really great. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. What um, what are some uh, future projects that you're working on? Is there can you talk about those? Let's see. What can I talk about? Uh, um, there is. Oh, I know one I could talk about. There's a movie I did, an independent film called Hoop, um, about about um, about a, a child named Hoop who plays basketball in inner-city Philadelphia. And I think that's going to premiere at the Ocean City Film Festival in March. And um, it's by a filmmaker named Rob Bell, who's incredible. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the future of Hoop. All right. um, what keeps you busy aside from acting? I go to the gym every day. I love to hike. I go to the ocean as much as I can. Um, I, I watch a lot of TV and movies. I love to hang out with my brother. I, I'm often reading and, uh, being very involved politically. I'm an activist. So getting involved that way and yeah, that's what keeps me busy and auditioning. (laughs) I had a Twitter question to ask you, uh, what is a fun fact about you that you want the listeners, uh, and the fans to know about, about you? Fun fact about me that you want to tell us. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Um, I a fun fact. Okay, I've been to 46 countries in my life. I've wow. traveled extensively all over the world. What uh? That's what, one. What's what's what? A couple of your favorite countries that you visit. I love Hong Kong. I love Singapore. I love Brazil. I love Italy. I love traveling. I love traveling. I love Southeast Asia. I love Vietnam. It's really great. I love traveling. How did you get the opportunity to travel to 46 different countries? I had this job where I worked for a large arts university, and I would travel and help families. You know, in other parts of the world, families don't really pursue the arts as much. And I would find these really great art students who wanted to study the arts in the U.S., and I would talk to their families and help them make that process happen. I would talk to them about financial aid and what schools in, the, in America are good and, and all that kind of stuff. It was a really great job. Would you ever want to do something like that again? Yeah, you know, I loved it. The only reason why I had to stop was um, acting. Acting got too busy. Yeah. That's it. Um, otherwise, it was a fantastic, fantastic job. Um, how can the listeners find you on social media? So it's my name on everything. My first and last name, no spaces. So... B-E-H-Z-A-D-D-A-B-U is Twitter, and B-E-H-Z-A-D-D-A-B-U is Instagram. I'm a lot more active on Instagram than Twitter, but I'm working on getting, I'm going to live tweet uh, episodes of The Shy and How to Get to a Murder tonight and on Thursdays, and um, and my website is myname.com. So, right. Bezad Dabu at Twitter, 
on Instagram and dot com. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we uh, end the show? Just keep supporting uh, live art, guys, and 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 keep supporting positive representation. And thanks so much for for listening. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for coming on, and you know, hopefully, uh, before pilot season, you come back uh, before uh, the fall premieres, you come back on the show. I'd be happy to. Thank you so much, Elliot. Thank you.